Hello chaps, how are we? Good, how are you Nigel? Yeah, good, thanks. We'll start, if that's okay, with team news. How's the squad looking ahead of the, the weekend? Max went off injured on, on yeah. Sunday. How's he coping? He won't be uh, available this weekend. So, um, yeah, so that's a opportunity for um, Dan to come back in. So, um, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate for, for Max, but uh, that's the way it is. What's the injury for Max? He he had a um, he had a dead leg. Uh, he had a heavy knock on his on his thigh, and he's had swelling in the knee too. So uh, yeah, he's he'll be he'll be out this week. I guess it's the bonus of having two good goalkeepers. Dan can come yeah, in and show you so. what he can do. Well, we know what Dan can do. Um, very experienced goalkeeper, and we you know I've said before, we're very lucky to have. Um, goalkeepers two goalkeepers with with a lot of ability and and, and different qualities too so um, so he he comes straight back in max aside is everyone else okay and i'm assuming no one else is available who hasn't been available in recent um years. yeah we're, we're more or less as we were so we're you know we we, we don't have uh, full availability of course but uh, but players will uh, train well this week and uh, it'll be a tough game but we're looking forward to it. We spoke to you about 15 minutes after the full-time whistle on, on Sunday. Having had the week to reflect on Swansea, how do you look back at, at the game and maybe does the, the season in general? In the same way, we, we uh, continue to cause our, ourselves problems and um, yeah, it's from being in a winning position we ended up losing the game through poor errors and uh, so I, I haven't changed my stance on that. No. Will your um, team selection on Saturday reflect your disappointment? Well you'll have to wait and see won't you? I mean <laughs> you know I'm not I'm, I don't believe in broadcasting what I'm going to do but uh, the selection process is always done um, with uh, what is best for the team. It's as simple as that so individuals egos don't really come into it I'm afraid and it's um it's a cliche question in that have you had a reaction from the players but just in terms of communication have they communicated with you and how important is communication when you are looking to improve your defensive record the players are very are very aware of of um, of what our problems are but unfortunately we've got a lot of players who are at full tilt and have been all season so you know they 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 are sometimes uh, found wanting in terms of quality as much as anything. So um, I don't, you know, it's not a case of looking for uh, a different way of framing it just because I'm talking to the media. It, we are where we are, and that's that's pretty straightforward in my eyes. We've had some really good performances. We've had some strong. Uh, real development with with individuals within the squad this year, but of course it's um, we've got some important players missing who who give a bit more balance. So you know those things together just mean you've got to be a bit more creative with how how things are. Uh, selection, for instance, difficult to freshen up um, when when players are. Uh, Players are going through a tough time and they're not capable of, of dealing with it. You know, we we at the moment don't have too many options. But like I've said to you before that 
sometimes players have to play through it and that in itself is quite a big ask for, for some of them but uh, no, we'll, we, we will do as we always do, prepare as well as we can and um, hopefully play with a freedom that we've also shown in over the last two, three months. I think the, the team's played pretty well. The, the results haven't always um, reflected performance, but that's, that's life. Yeah, how important is it that you don't lose that freedom and that attacking flair that really has come on in the last oh, I'm month? Not, I'm, so. not going to, I'm not going to mess with uh, areas of the team which are functioning well. No chance. I'm not weakening um, where we've been very strong just to... Uh, just to to try and fill gaps in other areas of the pitch. No, I'm not doing that. So I mean, look, we've we've scored. I think at the moment, as it stands, we've scored four less goals than the the whole total of, la of last year. Somebody told me so. You know, we we are certainly a more potent force, but unfortunately, we just we we're not tight enough defensively, and haven't been. And uh, you know, so that's the. Um, that's our that's our Achilles heel, I'm afraid. Not necessarily Saturday, but as the season progresses, you've got <coughs> youngsters like Robbie and Duncan who made an appearance on the bench on on Sunday. Would you consider giving them opportunities, or do you have to be careful with their development? Um, well, you've just answered it. Yeah, you've got you've got to be very very careful, and and I think I think it's it's not just about giving youngsters opportunities. Uh, a part of my job is to try and judge the um, the challenge for youngsters so uh, I think it would be unfair to to blood players in in a way when when the team's um, not particularly I mean I not not getting the results that we want so for instance last season at the end we had no alternative and uh, and so for, for a number of our young players they made the debuts but um, and did well for the most part um, but it is a risk that is a, a that's a risk and you can sometimes do damage to, to young players by by exposing them uh, at a time that's inappropriate but you know it's a choice we've made that we go with a, a smaller squad uh, I think one of the real positives of this season is um, our assets, our younger assets, are, are very good assets for us. Um, so don't underestimate that. Middlesbrough under Chris Wilder, how, yeah. how impressed have you been with them? I think it's one defeat in 13. And what challenges yeah. will they provide you on, on Saturday? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll attack a lot down their right-hand side. They, they play a similar way to Sheffield United. Uh, when Chris was there, I know Chris pretty well, um, and he's uh, yeah he's a good manager, and uh, he's got them moving in the right direction. Absolutely, so it'll be a tough game, but I, I think Chris will expect um, it to be a tough game for his team too, because uh, we are a very capable um, side, and uh, and so it's important that we play to our strengths as well. Um, and that we, yeah, selection might be a, an interesting one this weekend, but uh, I shan't be divulging it, but it will be a, a, an interesting um, decision-making process this weekend. 
And finally, it's a special day for the club with the Ashton Gay Days in attendance, Nigel. What, what does that mean to you to have them there in person? You know, you've obviously heard a lot about them, but yeah, get to meet I've, them. Meet them. I've read up quite a bit on on the background of it as well. Um, hopefully, I'll I'll get to to meet some of them tomorrow too. Um, if if the uh, the storm coming in doesn't prevent that. Um, what does it mean? Well, both sides actually have a, a, a very similar story. Middlesbrough in 86 and ourselves in uh, 82 uh, came very close to liquidation, which is a, is a very sobering thought. So I tend not to think of it as being a celebration. I think it's more of a uh, having a, an appreciation of what the um, what our history is and how close we were to to basically um, folding and you know I, I think I've said before as well about uh, it wasn't a straightforward process for for, for the, the guys involved it was a, a very difficult time for them individually um, the money in football today was certainly not like that back then and so you know, it's a, a huge decision for for many of them to make, for all of them to make, and uh, we can we can uh, be very very thankful for what they did, and that's really what it is. And I think it's important that we that we um, show our appreciation in public. And I think it's uh, I would imagine both sets of fans will will see the uh, poignancy behind. Uh, what happened so yeah but we've got to concentrate on the game as well so uh, I will be I'm looking forward to meeting the guys um, uh, but that apart it is focusing very much on the game okay I'll see you on Saturday okay thank cheers you. thank you uh, <clears throat> excuse me hey Nigel how's it going hey James how are you very good um, can I just pick up on something you said when yep. you said players playing a full tilt um, is yeah. that what do you mean players you necessarily wouldn't be playing is that in terms of yeah I think really yeah okay so just yeah to to give you a a greater understanding what I mean by that is um, players playing without uh, experience of of this level on a regular basis I think that's that's um, something that we or I uh, am conscious of and um not to make allowances for, but I'm aware of what the potential pitfalls of that are. And uh, so even players, again, people like Rob Atkinson, uh, who's had a, you know, a, a, if you like, um, an interesting route to the championship. This is his first year um, uh, at this level. And, and players who are very accomplished at playing at this level, yeah, it's a, it's it's easier to to cope with the demands of it, or or less <laughs> uh, less wearisome. Let's put it like that on a psychological level. So, yeah, I think we're. I, I, I think for the most part, our players have have coped very very well with the demands of what the situation is. Uh, what we've not been able to do is is secure the number of points that we should have done by now. But but uh, I think we've. You've written a lot about that, and we've spoken a lot about that throughout the season. So, 
um, yeah, that's that's it. It's a part of it that I, as a manager, have to have to factor in, and it will it will have an influence on on the recruitment moving forward. As in bringing in more up and ready players, if you like. Yeah, I mean, look, there's got to be changes this this summer. You know, this is going to be a, a, an important window for us. The, the next one that opens. Um, so yeah, it's going to be important that we that we strengthen in the right ways. On you touched on psychology there, mm. um, and just to take it back to Sunday, I'm sure you don't want to dwell on it at all. But when you mentioned about you know you can't install a sense of desire in players to keep no, them I can't. Back. I can't do that. But it, are there are there any tools that can? help that in terms of psychology and, and well look and there's, there's loads of tools in terms of psychology and I'm not a professional psychologist but anybody in, in a leadership or management role um, is a practitioner of psychology but I, I said what I said after the game and I stand by exactly what I said what you can't what you can't give people is a hunger and desire and the players that we do have are a real hunger and desire. They're doing ever so well. So, so some of our younger players who have broken into the side and are actually performing at a very high level consistently, that says something about not just their technical ability, it tells you something about their characteristics as people which will be the one thing which gets them further in the game. So, you know, you will have seen over the years here and other clubs, players with immense technical um, ability, but the one thing that they will stand against them is if they've got a flawed character. So I, I'll, I'll tell you this, I spend an awful lot of time um, and we all do here, spend an awful lot of time and invest a lot of time in uh, trying to develop the players on uh, as not just technical players but as efficient footballers and spend a lot of time um, yeah, talking to them uh, trying to develop different sides of them but the bottom line is uh, and I've said it on numerous occasions I'm not spoon feeding anybody because if for instance players are always needy then at some point you're gonna you're wasting your time my time is invested in other people um, and I won't dwell on that at all so even if it's players that I bring in myself I'm not you know I, I, I don't I don't make um, I don't differentiate between players who are already here or players that you bring in. They either, they either um, are up for the challenge and want to do something about it themselves, or they don't. And if they don't, see ya. Uh, has that changed with certain players? As in, have players who appeared to have that sense of desire, hunger, however you want to sort of frame it at the start I, of the season? I don't not, know. Don't... I don't know because I don't know what you're thinking in terms of that. So No, I... I'm just wondering if, I mean, I could name names, but I don't want to, you know, I'm not sure you're going to, I'm not sure you're going to respond to that necessarily. But okay, okay, fair point. 
But have have players have players changed how how you or your perception of them? Um, not massively, no, <laughs> no, not really. I think what you get is uh, I'm a big believer in giving people opportunities, but it's up to people to grasp and maximise opportunity. Uh, our job then is to is to um, is to make sure that the whatever pathway is open for them or is right for them is that we support them along that. But what we don't do is we don't do it for them because is that, is that it is, you know. And and again, some of the younger players who are in our side at the moment, you, you look at people like Alex Scott and Hamner Masengo, just to name two, and I could name others as well. But they are, you know, Ham Noah has been through a really tough um, run of form where he never hid. <laughs> so his, his uh, shortcomings as a player, um, you, you don't see uh, or are not as visible just because he's prepared to, to keep working and... Um, his teammates have helped him out, uh, you know. And look, players have different levels of ability, but what they can still be is game effective, and that comes with experience. And it comes with, uh, the, I've said before, the the best the best coaches are players. So we uh, we do have some very good senior players who who spend a lot of time helping their the younger colleagues out. I think that's really good. So. But there's, we're asking an awful lot of our of our youngsters week in and week out. But I think they're up to it. So I'm not really too bothered about that. I'm not really, you know, no. I don't have a concern about that. I, I know that uh, I know that our, our assets are worth a lot more now than they were this time last year. Most definitely. Um, th- th- that, that characteristic then, the, the, the sort of the intangible mental characteristic, is that the fundamental flaw to the defensive issues or are there technical problems you have? Well, it's, well? it's debatable. It's debatable. And, and my opinion might not be shared by all the staff. Um, but that's not really important because what is important is that, is that we continue to try and help the players to develop themselves. We don't develop, we don't, my aim is not to develop players, my aim is to help them develop themselves in a, in a structured way. Um, you know, we're not the academy. You know, they're, they're, once you get into the first team environment, the, the uh, if you like, the ground rules change somewhat. And the players are aware of that and they, they absolutely grasp it and they, um, they're not a, they're not afraid of it either, and and that's not to that's no way a criticism. It's to say that what we have to aspire to have here, and we do have a very good connection with our academy. Um, I would say it's probably um, of all the clubs I've worked with, the closest association I've ever had as a first team manager uh, or coach working with an academy, and and it's a it's a refreshing change. Um, and so I think the the chances of us continuing to produce players is is going to be good. 